Hi, welcome to Pop Cult X. This is episode seven. My name is Gabriel. And I am Daniel. All the time. Daniel. <laughs> or Danny, or Dan, or hey you, you know, I go by many things. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Pop Cult X. We have a lot to talk about, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, Danny, we have a lot of things that have I've watched and, I, and I've seen, so um, I'm very excited about uh, having a conversation with you today, um, and I kind of want to share with you because I know that you're a big fan of the Foo Fighters, just like I am. So right, right. last night I went to um, what an event called Vax Live, which was put on by Global Citizen. Um, which is a, a nonprofit that does um, work all over the world, um, specifically with getting vaccinations to everyone um, in the world, um, with a particular focus on India and South Africa right now, because there's a huge right. crisis That's, with people going getting, out of control there right now. Yeah. yeah. And there was one statistic that they shared um, at this event last night that I believe there was 50,000 um, vaccinations given to Actually, I want to say maybe it was 50 million um, vaccinations given to the U.S. and only 10,000 in South Africa. So it shows a huge disparity between what's available for us and what's available to people who really need it in South Africa and India. Um, And not to be too somber, but it really puts it, you know, put it into perspective for me of um, how entitled we are and how lucky we are in this country that. There's people that are choosing not to have the vaccine when people are literally dying in other countries to get it and don't have access to it, which is really sad. Very true. Very true. That is a great point. And we we often take that for granted. I mean, if you think about it, it's just almost the same as like food resources. I mean, we we don't usually step out of our box and think about what how much of a treat other food that we take for granted would be across the globe. Yeah. But I didn't know that that statistic is quite alarming. Yeah, it, it it's really it's it's really grave. Um, I, I recommend everyone going to globalcitizen.org to get actual facts and statistics. Obviously, this is something that I briefly saw last night. And so don't quote me on on the statistics. I know there's a huge disparity. <laughs> I might be off with with the exact number. Um, but the point being that that there's a huge demand um, in um, other countries right now, and we really need to focus on getting our politicians and large corporations, um, try to influence them into donating and um, getting people access uh, to those vaccinations. Um, however, on a positive note, um, the event was one of one of celebration. It was one of joy and happiness. It was one of the first concerts um, of this magnitude um, in the U.S. since the pandemic started. And um, to kind of share with you. Um, who some of the performers were. Uh, Jennifer Lopez was there to perform. Uh, Jay Balvin, who is a um, reggaeton um, artist, rapper, hip hop, sings in Spanish artist from Colombia. Um, Selena Gomez was the host. Um, you had uh, Eddie Vedder was performing, uh, oh, wow. which is really cool. Yep, that's that's like right in our our demographic (laughs) yeah wow and then (laughs) like one of my favorites yeah and then but the 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 really the cherry on the top for me was the foo fighters playing um everyone that performed did um two number or two songs um the foo fighters came on at the very end the special guest 
announcer um, was David Letterman. So it was really cool to see David Letterman oh, come cool. out. Did he still have his beard? He still has his, his white yes. beard. And he, he actually, <laughs> at one point, he joked and said, you know, I've been vaccinated. My wife's been vaccinated. My son's been vaccinated. And he's like, hand to God, in the, uh, in the parking lot, someone even vaccinated my beard. <laughs> and so so it was a really cool um really cool event um her was performing as well um foo fighters blew the house down um they uh at one point dave Grohl said you know that he had a dream during the pandemic that he was on stage again performing and then he woke up and you know was kind of sad to realize that that it wasn't the case but you know even though we're not fully there um, he was able to perform with his band and he feels really strongly that people need to come together and share music live and mm-hmm. truer words couldn't mm-hmm. have been spoken. I mean, it having all of the people in the audience and, and firstly, everyone there had to prove that they were vaccinated. You had um, a very long line that you had to show your vaccination passport to to someone with your identification, get a wristband, then get in line to get into the venue so it was, where was the venue at? It was at SoFi Stadium in in Inglewood. So it's a, a brand new stadium. It was super nice, oh, wow. really modern. The seats were super comfortable. I was really impressed by the stadium. They they didn't have vendors there like they normally would during a regular event. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't like people drinking, but they actually had people handing out bottles of water and snacks. So um, there was like fruit, fresh fruit that was like wrapped in plastic. They had M and M, Skittles, things like that. So it was a, it was really cool. A couple times during the Food Fighters performance, Dave Grohl was just like, "This is a rock concert. Like, welcome to a rock concert." Like, <laughs> he kept saying it over and over because I, I think like he was trying to convince himself of like, it's been a year like since right, he's been able right. to perform. Like, even maybe even longer. It's been a year since we've been able to rock out with like other people and listen to live music, <laughs> and and he just every you know after every song he kept saying he's like this is a fucking rock show. Like this is a rock concert. <laughs> and it, he, it, it was just so much fun. I mean, they, they played, um, Everlong. They played, uh, what's the song hero. There goes my hero. Is that the name? Of yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. My hero. I think my hero. Yeah. Well, I was about to ask you, you said it was a celebration and then you mentioned my hero. What, what was the celebration about? So the, the main point of, of the concert was to celebrate the hard work that first line responders do specifically with nurses and and so it was really a celebration of the work so they had a lot of people in uniform they had nurses doctors paramedics which you know standing ovation everyone there was like hats off to you uh you know real true heroes you know putting their life on the line and, and sacrificing time with their family to do horrendous hours to care for people mm-hmm. it, you know it it was just it was incredible i mean it, it was really like you know chills hearing the the videos and watching the videos that we're playing with statistics of you know the amount of people that were helped that were um, vaccinated um, with all the stories of the nurses that were were really putting in the work really great so he definitely dedicated that song and and to hear all the you know the camera panning the audience and seeing all the nurses um sing along to to that song my hero and nice it was really awe-inspiring i mean it was really cool another really cool moment was when the foo fighters announced dave grohl announces hey we're gonna have a special guest like this is our first time performing um in a really long time so you know 
what what do, you know what do we do when when you have a special performance like this you call your you know rock legend friends to come and join you oh. so he announces um brian johnson from acdc um legendary rock uh singer comes on Icon, stage yeah. and and sings um back in black with the foo fighters and never in my wildest dreams that oh, i was wow. going to expect that that brian johnson was going to be there and um was going to be singing back in black nor, nor did i ever think that i was really going to ever see that performed live and he sounded amazing <laughs> it was crazy to see someone that's you know um 73 you know be have the vocal range and talent to like mm-hmm. Literally, the whole stadium was just like rocking out, and it was amazing. It was so cool to see the energy of the Foo Fighters, like invigorated by the audience, and the audience vibing off of their performance. You know, the 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 whole band was there. Pat Smear was, you know, playing along with them. It was just so cool. You know, another really cool moment was um, Jennifer Lopez talked about you know her isolation during the pandemic and not even seeing her mom for Christmas, the first time in her life, never spending the holidays with her mom. Oh, wow. And and she said she did a cover of uh, Sweet Carolina or Sweet Caroline um, by Neil Young. And the reason why she's saying Neil that, Diamond. Yeah, Neil Diamond. What did I say? Okay. Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah, totally diff- <laughs> totally different. Moon. It's a harvest moon. <laughs> yeah, totally different genre, different man altogether, <laughs> completely different. But yeah, Neil Diamond. And she said the reason why that she's saying that song is is because her mom used to sing that to her as a baby. So in the middle of the song, she stops and says, my mom's actually here. She brings her mom out and says, mom, like, is it true that you used to sing this to me? And she's like, yeah, I used to sing this to you as a baby. But I used to say, um, sweet Jennifer instead. And so she's like, well, go ahead and sing it. And so they changed up the the the, um, the instrumentation and made it more like a lullaby. And so as she's like hugging her mom, she the mom is singing to Jennifer. Oh, wow. And it was just a really sweet moment. Like, it, you know, it was just really kind of a, a, a really t- heartfelt, touching moment. And the, the whole theme of the night being we're able to do this because we got vaccinated share this Mm -hmm. with your friends and family like you could have Mm -hmm. been here you could have been here for this really cool special moment had you been vaccinated we need to get everyone vaccinated so that we can get back to some sense of normalcy some other really cool people that were there um sean pan ben affleck who apparently is rumored to be back with jennifer lopez (laughs) so that's what i heard that's what that was like literally the first thing that i was like gossiping in the stands i'm like oh jennifer lopez is here i wonder if ben affleck is here because they're supposed to be back together and lo and behold ben affleck comes on which was hilarious because he came out with he came out with jimmy kimmel so as they're coming out ben affleck is you know dressed to the nines in a suit Jimmy Kimmel's dressed up as old school Robin in like the little green bikini, like red shirt. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck, Ben? Like you said we were going to dress up. And he's like, yeah, dress up in a suit. Why are you dressed up like Robin? He's like, you're Batman. Like, why are you not dressed up like Batman? I thought we were going to come out like Batman and Robin. And he's like, this is so weird. Like, I I can't even look at you. Like, this is so odd. So that was like, that was a really fun moment. Another um, kind of really cute moment was selena gomez was the host and there was a couple moments where they actually had to go back and um and refilm her segments because um, either they didn't like her take and 
it, it was really cute because she's you know world famous Selena Wait, Gomez. they're going to be airing this is that correct yeah so the the whole event was was filmed and they're gonna be doing it on i think youtube which is what really confused me when you said you went to this concert and I kept seeing like posts by J-Lo and everyone else saying six days, five days. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Dave's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I was really there. It actually already happened on. <laughs> He's making it up. Yeah, no, I was there. I, I'm not lying. Um, and so, so Selena Gomez was, was being filmed. And so there was a couple different times when she had to go back and refilm and and there was like a cute little moment where where Jennifer Lopez is on stage and like a, a really cool like dancer pose surrounded by like 20 dancers which FYI like was really freaking cool to see that for a nonprofit like JLo did full on like choreography 20 backup oh, nice. dancers like right. set like all of it, like wardrobe, everything. Um, so, so she's in the background, like in, in silhouette and everyone's like excited to, to see her. Selena Gomez is like trying to put out some like facts, statistics about, um, you know, COVID vaccinations. And, and they're like, she's like, shit, I, I fucked up again. Like I have to redo it. And she's like, (laughs) you guys, I'm, I'm like looking like an idiot in front of Jennifer Lopez and and then it goes to another announcer, Christy Teigen, who comes out in like this beautiful, like bright yellow gold gown, which is very on trend. If you listen to our other podcast about fashion at the <laughs> Emmys, still going strong Oscars. with the gold, yeah, uh, Oscars. So yeah, at the Oscars, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, at least I know my name. And so anyway, so Christy Teigen's there, looking like beautiful and gorgeous, and she starts, you know, reading the teleprompter and going through her thing, and then she's like fuck i fucked it up too and, and she just starts laughing and everyone starts applauding and christy Teigen, like you know if you follow her on twitter is very self-deprecating doesn't take herself seriously even though she's like a gorgeous supermodel um so it was very on brand for her just to like hey mm-hmm. i'm fucking up like let's start over so they start over <laughs> this whole time mind you jennifer lopez is still in the same pose like arms up like <laughs> legs looking like really cool and like not moving and the whole time i'm thinking wow that like you really have to be focused as a performer like you can't laugh like your concentration is on like once my my cue comes on like we're hitting it and the dancers are all like in squats and i'm like oh their legs probably shaking so anyway they finally get to perform and um it was just a lot of fun like each performer was really good like i said they only did like one or two numbers um her did a number in the audience or outside in the parking lot but surrounded by um young guitarists and musicians from inglewood and cal in southern california in la oh that's cool it was really cool really cool so you you see her like playing her her guitar live singing and then you see like these little like 11 and 12 year olds like rocking out like but you know, like a head banging and like strumming their guitar and like already being rock stars and cooler than me at like 12, which was hilarious, but it was, it was a really cool moment. They had people actually, actually getting their second vaccine in line in their cars. Um, so they, oh, nice. they kind of went back. I forget his name, but he's a host on entertainment tonight. He was also kind of doing like behind the scenes um, as Selena Gomez was like getting, you know, moved to different places. He was kind of filming, doing like the behind the scenes. And um, they showed him with some people getting vaccinated and never once did they ask for donations. It was all about like, we're here, 
to celebrate. This is a party. Like, thank you guys for getting vaccinated, for doing your part. Please like spread the word about getting vaccinated. We need to get many people vaccinated as much as possible. Prince Harry was there. This is, I believe this is actually his organization. Yeah, he's the campaign chair, him and Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah. Meghan Markle wasn't there, which I was really disappointed because I was ready to like go crazy when I see her because I'm <laughs> a huge fan of hers. Like I, I'm, you know, we this is a whole different topic, but like the whole like monarchy and, and the way they treated her, like I'm team Megan for life. I hear you. That, I hear you. That, that whole other topic, but I was ready to like go <laughs> crazy and, and start screaming, but I think she's pregnant again. So I think that she probably wasn't able to, to travel. Um, they didn't mm-hmm. mention that, but I think that's like the behind the scenes. I think, I think that's why she didn't travel to the funeral of Prince Philip, uh, Harry's grandfather. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same reason. Yeah. I, I think that one was more with like a wink, wink, like, yeah, I can't travel fuck off prince philip uh, that's what i would have that's not just me saying i don't really know what megan's doing but i would have said that you you you're curious about the color of my baby coming out um fuck you prince philip anyway anyway getting back to the topic at hand trying to be positive um it was it was just so much fun we we um uh, Doug and I went and we actually had friends from LA that, that were there. We actually were on the third tier and they moved us down to a closer tier, which was like one section away from our friends. So then our friends actually ended up like sitting right behind uh-huh. us. So it was really cool that we were actually able to like hang out at the concert. Cause it, it wasn't assigned seating. Oh, cool. It was, they gave you your, your right. seating as you walked in. And so it was, it was really cool that that ended up happening. So that was really cool. cool. Totally recommend that like once everyone gets vaccinated and there's more events to go to that, that venue, the venue is super dope. Like it's just super futuristic looking. Um, it's like half outdoor, I guess, or outdoor period. Like there, there is a ceiling, but it's open air. So it, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind mm-hmm. of chilly that night. So it's really cool. Like I said, super comfortable chairs. Like they were man size. So like, you're not touching the person next to you unless you want to. Like, <laughs> man size chairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, cause you know how you go to like some old stadiums yeah, and yeah, it's I like, know. I know your knees mean. are like next to the ears of the person in front of you. Like you're like in the crotch <laughs> of the person behind you. And it's like super uncomfortable for everyone. And people are spilling beer on you. Anyway. So, um, so it was super fun. Like I, I, I wish you could have joined for your, for your birthday um, for people listening. It was actually uh, Danny's birthday. So happy belated birthday to Danny. Thank you. Thank you. One year older, um, Gen X still representing really proud of Foo Fighters representing our generation. Cause that was definitely, Definitely our music and our generation mm-hmm. uh, sounded so good. I, I literally like if they go play Vegas, like we have to go see them because it yeah, was so good. Sure. I, I I have been a fan of Foo Fighters for a really long time. But if you were to ask me, like, I don't think that they're always at like the forefront of my mind of they're one of my first, like if I'm going to mention a band, it's going to be Nirvana like it th- that they, you know, Dave Gold lives in the show. No, I agree that. with you. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I think he he's talked about that too. Yeah. Especially when they did like the the documentary on um, Smells Like Teen Spirit and how that came across. And he spoke about how he always felt like he was playing second fiddle to Kurt Cobain and everything. And okay. so even even he admits to what you're feeling too. Yeah. And and I feel and I almost feel bad about that because I'm guilty of that. Like Kurt Cobain is a, a rock god icon. Like that that's he he's like the symbol of our generation really like he is our mm-hmm. bowie he's mm-hmm. our mick jagger um 
of course, because he died at an early, a young age, that just propels you to legendary status. Like, and so like, it's always, I mean, it just, it is what it is. Right. But my, my, my whole point being is that when I actually sit down and look at the catalog of Foo Fighters songs and the emotion, like hearing it live, I was like, damn, I really have to go see them play live in a concert. Like, and, and I know that they did have a recent record release. Cause I, you know, I think you brought that up on one of right. our podcasts and um, one of our first the episodes. Medicine at Midnight. Yep. Yeah. And he, and he was saying like, I'm dying to go on tour. So I'm like, okay, fingers crossed. People are getting vaccinated. We, and, and honestly, like this whole, like having to show your vaccination card, I was like, actually cool. Like you, you're not vaccinated. <laughs> Did you feel like yeah. Wayne and Garth when they're backstage yeah, I was <laughs> showing like, your card everywhere? Exactly. I was like, if you're not vaccinated, you're not, in, you're not a part of the cool party. Like go kick rocks. Like we're going to the rock concert. So like, I'm okay with them keep, to keep doing that. I know like some people are like all up in arms with like a COVID passport and having to show it if you want to travel. Mm-hmm. I'm all mm-hmm. for it. I'm going to New Orleans in two weeks. I got my vaccinations. I'm good to go. I'm cool with that. But um, so yeah, if they go on concert or go on tour, which I'm pretty sure they will the second they can, we definitely have to go see them if they're in Vegas or if you come down to San Diego. Or if they're down to San Diego, yeah. Um, there, it, it was just great. It, they sounded so good. It's amazing that his voice is able to still like scream and sing the songs in in a capacity that he still can because my voice goes out and I, you know, just talk at work all day. And so anyway, it was, it was, it was amazing. So yeah, it was a great time. So I, I was, I had a lot of fun. What did so the moral of the story is basically get vaccinated <laughs> yep. so we can have fun again. It, it, 100%, a thousand percent get vaccinated and um, don't be a party pooper because you're stopping people from moving forward. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it horse is dead. I've, talked about it so many times like we have to get vaccinated um and and uh definitely promote that amongst your friends and family and um yeah we'll go from there yeah that's that must have been one fun night i will definitely watch that and i found out it is going to be premiering on may 8th across all regular broadcast channels and on youtube so what i'll do is i'll go ahead and put i'll embed it if they allow me to on our on our website popcultx.com so if you forget where to go look and you're hearing this hey just head over to the website and watch it there so anything else happened to you this week <laughs> uh, or anything else that you that you enjoyed seeing yeah for sure so there there was a whole bunch i'm kind of curious if we saw the same things because there were some netflix things that i really enjoyed this weekend um i'm kind of i mm-hmm. it, it, it was the number one trending movie yes. so uh, let's go ahead and Definitely. mention it. So what, what movie did you watch this weekend? Oh, like everyone else, Mitchell's versus the machines, yes. the animation, um, by, I think it was Sony entertainment that premiered on Netflix this past Friday, shot up to number one on their global chart. So it's not just here in the U S I think it's globally number one on Netflix and for good reason, it is a fantastic story, fantastic animation styles by the same team that brought us, uh, into the spider verse. So, yep. I knew once I saw that they were the team responsible for it, that it was going to be compelling and art worthy and it didn't disappoint. It was fantastic all the way around comedic touching. The thing that first caught my eye with it was the actual, the animation. So it was interesting. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. It was like almost like with into the spider verse where it was like CGI or computer generated like Pixar, but layered on top 
of that was their um, standard animation style. It was, I don't mm-hmm. know how they did it, but it was, it was fantastic. And yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And, and the storyline itself, the dynamic between the father and the daughter, it really, yeah. it struck a chord with me, even though I'm, I'm not a daughter, I'm, <laughs> I'm a son. <laughs> it, 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 I felt that dynamic because it's, I feel like sometimes my father never gets me and my what my creative pursuits are and right. why I never really wanted to go into what he's interested in. And we never really saw eye to eye on that. And But I still pursued what I enjoyed. So it's seeing that dynamic play out in the screen, it just really it touched me and moved me. And I, I like the fact that at the end, it all came full circle and how the father, I wouldn't want to give any spoilers away, but how the father, what he undertook in order to really make his daughter's life better. Yeah, I, I agree. I, there are so many different aspects of the characters in the movie that I relate to. So the main character um, is is a, an artist. She's a filmmaker. So she creates these like amazing YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, her father doesn't necessarily see it as an art form and wants her to be more realistic and Right. What person who is creative doesn't relate to that, right? So you, the dad is, you know, the, the the patriarch of the family is is always stereotypically the one that's like, well, but why don't you get your degree in business? You can always, you know, make art on the side, like that. So of course, like I, as an artist, relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. Just like how you said that, like may, maybe not to the full extent of of the characters in this, in this movie. My dad's always been very super supportive. Both of my parents have when it comes to to art, but. We've definitely had those have had those conversations when I was a young person of of like, how are you going to pay your bills? Like you can't pay your bills in, in, in art. And and the the whole, you know, as the movie progressive, you see that the father had very similar aspirations and maybe didn't work out for him the way he wanted to. And so you really like it's very heart wrenching. Like you see that at the end of the day, it's just a father being protective mm-hmm. of his daughter, just like our parents are as well-meaning as they are from our perspective. They're like, Oh, you're not supporting me, but really they're just trying to protect us. Right. Right. And so that was very touching and heartwarming. And then you had, you know, the, the character, the main character that, you know, the, the freshly out of high school, going to college, female character being kind of quirky, not being, fit not fitting into to her in her her small town her high school and wanting to move into a bigger better environment and um she she mentions throughout the whole movie like finding her her group like finding her people her people and and that's something that that like my dad actually used to say to me when i was in arizona is like you need to go off and find your people like this isn't the place for you and and that's kind of how he supported me is like admitted you know that there were bigger things for me not to put down Tucson, but to put down Tucson is that I was, I was kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had different aspirations from some of the people that I, I was, you know, around and I needed to go find my people. I needed to go to somewhere else to discover myself and, you know, Mm -hmm. to meet like-minded individuals that, that would support and not make me feel weird or not make me feel like the black sheep. And so related to that, um, and, um, even like the younger brother being obsessed with dinosaurs I related to, because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist. So I was obsessed with dinosaurs, having an older sister that you're like sort of 
you know, is your best friend. I could kind of relate to at that age. I was very close to my older brother, older brothers and sisters. Um, so I, I can relate to that aspect. And then um, another thing that I, I like that, that we can kind of talk about is, is the voice actors were amazing. Someone that you've brought up in previous episodes, Maya mm-hmm. Rudolph Maya was Rudolph. in there and did mm-hmm. an amazing job as the matriarch of the family. The father, um, what was the actor that portrayed him? Do you know? Uh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride was hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. The animation style was great. Um, I think they're very similar. Uh, the similarities to Miles Morales in the Spider Universe is that it was very specific to their personality. So, whereas Into the Spider Verse was like on an urban hip hop feel, like graffiti artwork that sort of popped off of the screen, kind of mm-hmm. meshed with the traditional animation style. This was more like teenage girl through the eyes of Tumblr and Pinterest. That's true. And yeah, you're very true. That's very true. Good point. Yeah, yeah. like self-made animation, self-made mm-hmm. like filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So it had like that homemade, like not necessarily graffiti because it's a different aesthetic, but like one shot you see that like she scribbles on her hand in in Sharpie and like on the cover, the front of her Converse, uh, Chuck Taylors and that's like the animation style, like very DIY, um, very mm-hmm. Tumblr, very like, mm-hmm. um, you know, meme. And so many funny moments were like, she puts like a, a cat filter on her parents when like they're talking. Yeah, when she's filming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or the, the, the beginning of the road trip when they all eat at the diner that the dad said, hey, let's go eat here. And they all end up just <laughs> getting sick. Yeah. They're all like throwing up on the side of the road. It's such, I mean, it, honestly, it's such a, an uplifting like movie that's perfect for this time in the pandemic because, you know, we're all missing our family. We want, you know, we want to get to see them. But at the same time, like for those that are lucky enough or fortunate enough to be with their family, like maybe you're stepping on each other's toes, you know, maybe you're mm-hmm. a little tired of being around them 24 hours a day, but it's a good reminder that like, your people are your family, you know, first and foremost, if you're lucky, not all of us have, you know, families that are supportive. And um, sometimes you have to go find your chosen family. But this was a good reminder that like, you know, if you're lucky enough to have loving parents, siblings, um, that you can always go home and and, um, have your place with them there. The other thing I really liked is that um, the main character, the daughter, is either lesbian or bisexual and she finds a girlfriend at her college and right, it right. just kind of lightly touches the subject that you know the the mom my Rudolph... i think just one sentence right mm-hmm. it was just one sentence where they really alluded to it yeah yeah she says like i forget the character's name but like oh i really like samantha like is it official yet meaning like are you officially dating and are you going to bring right. her home for thanksgiving so it was really a cool little like touch i mean anyone that's in the LGBT community can relate to like those, the wording, the wording that she used, like finding your people. Like that's something that's very, you know, common within the LGBT community of like finding your chosen family, like finding your people, meaning, you know, finding people that are in the community that you can feel at home with, that you can be your true self. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are like sort of some of the, uh, clues that were dropped throughout the movie um she also has a rainbow flag pin on her jacket throughout the whole movie so that was another like nod to who she is and i think in the very beginning of the film she's like you know i can't blame my parents for like not knowing me because like i even went through that moment of self-discovery so like maybe her alluding to the fact that she like came out or that she had to kind of um investigate her own 
uh, identity. Um, so it was really cool. It was just a really cool, sophisticated movie in the sense that like there's a lot of like little hidden gems in it and really hilarious, like good voice actors in it. Right. I mean, they had a lot of like Christy Teigen. You mentioned she was in it. John Legend. They played a family. Hey, how yeah. about that? Yeah. Conan O'Brien. Um, Fred Armisen. Right. Fred Armisen. Right. And the story arc for the mom, I think, was one of the one of the true gems. How she went from always being on their phone. Actually, all of them were on the on their phones, and that was another humorous plot point. Yeah. Um, actually, this is the major plot point of the movie, isn't it? The phones. <laughs> <laughs> but how she was following the another family on Instagram, how they wanted to be more like that family. But at the end, how it all came down to her and how she became this warrior queen and yeah. that all the robots should fear her. So it yeah. was, it was enjoyable. That was another thing that, that I like really related to. And I'm sure you do too, because we both have really cool moms. But at, at one point, the mom sees her son get taken by the machines mm. and and it and it just like it's the the sound effect from kill bill that like alarm yes and, yeah <laughs> and, right and, and she just like sees red it's like it's that moment that she's like nope i i'm going into like mama bear mode like you're not fucking mm-hmm. with my kids and then i not to ruin the movie but she just goes off like it and it it's like one of those moments that you're like yeah that's my mom like they'll they yeah. will literally are are able to do anything for their kids like including like killing machines or destroying machines and and it was like another cool moment where like yeah that's totally my parents like that you know as much as is like the protective dad like the the like warrior mother that like fights for her kids was like so cool. It's like, you know, it, it was just really cool. Like it, it was so many like um, homages or paying tributes to family in different ways. That's really cool. And, and like at the, the end credits, um, it was really cool. Cause they showed like all the people involved with the movie, like their mm-hmm. families and their siblings. Their family and, and how, right. I, I think I like their tagline. I said, I think it was a movie about weird people made by weird people yeah. or something like that. And, and I thought it was really cool how they showed how, each of the images, uh, pictures that, and they circled who they were in that picture. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really, really amazing. Um, the other thing that I, I wanted to kind of talk to you about is they dropped a really cool preview of the MCB MCU next phase. Right. Which yes. took everyone by storm today. Oh, and yeah. Another thing that kind of gave me chills and and was really heart wrenching is is anyone that's not familiar with the trailer is, is that it it has Stan Lee talking as like mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. these scenes of you know familiar scenes from like Black Panther, the Avengers, Endgame, just Ant Man, Ant Man, mm-hmm. all the characters that we've like grown to love, and then you know mentions like how we're family and we're all a big part of one old family. Or- yeah. And that's, yeah, family is, I guess, the theme of tonight's show. Yeah. And, and and then it goes into these sneak previews of upcoming, you know, movies, which blows my mind. Like the Eternals, we got like a super slim peak of um, Salma Hayek. I, I, I don't know if she's like in a, on like a ranch. Is she on a horse? Or it gave it me like, like ranch vibes in like a cowboy hat. And then like a glimpse of the cast of Eternals kind of like standing together and then one of the characters talking and then the coolest fucking baddest scene is Angelina Angelina Jolie holding a gold sword like in front yeah, of her face cool. like shimmering mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. I just know she's going to kill it. I'm a huge Angelina Jolie um, fan, Stan, obsessed with her, and cannot wait to see her in the in the MCU. So happy that we finally have like a full fledged like superhero Mexican in the form of Salma Hayek. Like I cannot wait to see what they do to her. Like I've been dying. Like we have Zoe Saldana um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, but like. But she's, she's not in like green and she's not really representing right. <laughs> like a Latina character, even though she's like still, I mean, it's, it's her. So like, I'm, I'm glad that she's representing as an actress, but the character itself is like an alien. So I'm not like really counting that. And the cast is like so diverse. It's being made or directed by um, Chloe Zhao, who just won an Academy Award. So we know that she's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then what are the, some of the other clips? Um, Shang Chi. I say that backwards. Yeah, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Okay. No, Shang Chi. And then, um, and then, um, so we have a, another glimpse of that. The Black Widow um, coming out, which I'm really excited about. Um, they show instead of Captain Marvel, it's the Marvels. Right. So that's, that's really interesting. Exciting. I saw that. Yes. So, um, if for the comic nerds out there, we see at the end the S is in the form of um, Kamala Khan. Miss Marvel, um, who, for those that don't know, is the teen Muslim American version or um, character of Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. I did so that I didn't know who she was until I played the Avengers video game mm-hmm. on my PlayStation, and you start off playing as her. So that was really cool. Yeah, she I has like, like I know the, who like, that is <laughs> super like stretch Stretchy elongated. Arms, yeah. yeah, and she's super and cool. Get- like that she would that they brought in a muslim american character that's like true to the like true to be a muslim american like the comic is really i really highly recommend that the comic itself it's really great but then also in the the marvels there's a little icon that if you see that's actually the emblem for the other version of captain marvel which is going to be photon which is the character that was Monica in Rambo, right? Monica Rambo in um, Scarlet uh, Scarlet and Vision, who is also going to be in, I believe, um, Doctor Strange um, and Scarlet Witch is going to be in there. So it's all like coming full circle again. This, They're like bringing you in. This is why I love the MCU. They they know how to tightly weave all the storylines together in such an intricate fashion that and leave Easter eggs abound for us to go pick out and have us talking for years about them. And there's so many cool characters that, that the Monica Rambeau character or version of Captain Marvel is actually my favorite version of Captain Marvel. And so like, that's just exciting on its own that, that now we see that the sequel to Captain Marvel is going to have like these two other powerhouse characters. So that I'm stoked for. Um, Also another Spider-Man is going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Um, Guardian of the Galaxy 3. Guardians of the Galaxy. And then a preview Thor. or a glimpse. Oh, Thor. I mean, there's so many. Like, they're, like it's, <laughs> there's like a laundry list, right? Thor and then Fantastic Four, which I'm hoping right, the end. they're going to finally bring out a good version. I do love – I really did like some parts of the Jessica Alba, um, Chris Evans version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of – of um, Human Torch and the Invisible Girl, but then like the newest version of the Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan was horrible. Like it was like <laughs> literally the worst. And Fantastic Four is such an iconic like that's like the Marvel team. Like really like 
maybe even more so than like the Avengers, like the Fantastic Four is. Oh, they call them the first family, right? Yeah, like that. And so they have to do right by them. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about that, like who they're going to get to play these characters. So that that blew my mind just today was like, I've watched it like a million times. (laughs) I think the thing I've watched it uh, many times as well. I think the thing that got me the most is we're getting four Marvel movies this year. Yeah. So if the theaters are opening back up, which they are now, I'm so looking forward to getting back into the big screen and watching these movies on the big screen. I was watching uh, a roundtable discussion they had for Scott Scott Pilgrim versus the World 10-year anniversary. So they had a lot of the cast members and Edgar Wright, the director, on a Twitter live, whatever, space, whatever you want to call it. And they were talking about how they remastered it and they re-released it into the theater this past weekend. So that was one of the things that I'm looking forward. Hopefully I can get around to seeing that in the theater. I'm dying to get back in the movie theater. Like, I don't know if they're going to do it where like they have to check your vaccine card. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to sit a, a, not next to people or how they're going to do it. But I can't like I love physically going into see movies like I cannot wait until they, you know, we can finally get into. And I, I'm even willing to pay a little bit more if it's like a, a high end movie theater with like the leather seats where, mm-hmm. you know, you're not mm-hmm. right, right next to someone just so that I can have that experience. Definitely. Definitely. It's something I'm looking forward to. Um, well, we talked a lot about family so far and we haven't even hit onto another family dynamic. And that is the family of the Graysons in invincible. So if we spoke about invincible, I think in episode four, and mm-hmm. if you've watched it since then, or even if you haven't, go watch it, push pause on us, go watch, binge watch it, come back, listen to the rest of us. They had their season finale, season season one finale, and uh, the episode was a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was for me. It had ups and downs, father-son battles, the father-mother dynamic, and it just, it was also a bloodbath as we've come to expect from Invincible. But the thing that I think that touched me the most was the dynamic between also the father, uh, the mother and the son, how Mm. she was there looking out for him after he got his, should we give spoilers? Yeah, I think after he, (laughs) okay. After (laughs) he got his face wiped by his dad (laughs) and the way they did that. Oh my goodness. I don't know if, the animators were just having a good time, but basically they Omni-Man destroyed like a few city blocks with Invincible's body in Chicago Yeah, yeah. and um, wrecked a whole subway train with him. And that scene right there was just, that oh, was so could dope. you imagine just all those bodies just flying and bursting into pieces as he's just holding them in place? I mean, should and- I admit that I can imagine that or that I have imagined that? <laughs> Well, if you can imagine you holding else someone else so that they they're killing everyone, sure, you can admit to that. I've had a couple bad days where uh... <laughs> But I think invincible um staying true to himself and wanting to be a good guy and a protector and a hero because that's what he aspired to be the whole season, yeah. right? Was a hero. And he did not want to join his father who he just found out was there was not sent to protect Earth, but to basically destroy it if we don't acclimate to uh, the Virtumites. Is that their home, his home planet? Yeah. And that battle was, wow, I'm still thinking about it. It, it, was, it just, was so good. 
it was it, epic it, in its scope and it went everywhere and yep. and just when you thought Omni Man was gonna take it easy on him, nope. <laughs> he hit him again and again and again and again. But because Invincible is invincible, he can take the punishment and still get back up. And even when it's over, I think the the heart wrenching part was his line that he told his dad at the very end because uh, well after his dad is done beat him into a bloody pulp mm-hmm. there he's smashing him into a crater and that meme i don't know if you've seen that meme of omni man standing over him and think mark think and it's just all over and there's just so many i want to share a lot of them on on the website if i can but yeah he basically omni man asks mark um invincible we're gonna live for a thousand years what are we gonna have left and invincible tells him i'm paraphrasing i think I'll still have you. Yeah. And that was like, whoa. Yeah. And, and as he is kicking his son's ass, he's having flashbacks of, you know, him growing up and, and you see, you know, now that we know the perspective, the real, you know, inner thoughts or, or dialogue within his, in Omni man's head and really thinking that he is basically a God amongst animals. Like he, he thinks of humans as like ants, um, and, and having a son that's that's like kind of pathetic from his point of view, like he doesn't have his his powers yet. Like, why am I wasting my time watching him play baseball? Like, I should right, be right. doing. I, I'm I'm I live in a ama- I'm an amazing being, and I should be doing amazing things. And so you start to like really understand where like he's coming from, and and then but then you see his wife humanize him and say like we love each other and we cr- created this child together and look at what he's doing. And then you see, like you, you see the kid like hit a home run and, and uh, the dad picks him up and hugs him. And and it's a really like, you know, image that we're used to seeing fathers, like support their, mm-hmm. their son and love their son. And, but then he's still really pulled in the other direction because, you know, his whole world dictates that, these people are nothing like that. They're not meant right. to, to be. He even uh, calls his wife a, a pet. Yeah. She was just a was, pet to me. Yeah. That was, that was harsh. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely not a sympathetic character. Like it, 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 they have that flashback of where, you know, he, he shares with his son that the um, Viltrumites basically battle each other to find out who's like the best oh, of the right, best. Right. Right. So, so you have <laughs> this crazy really cool scene of like them just basically tearing each other apart. And then when you have the like alpha dogs, they go out and like take over, you know, bring in the mm-hmm. other planets under their control. I mean, it's such a, uh, a really interesting take on like the Superman mythology of like, what if Krypton's like realized the power that they had in comparison to earth and didn't have that, um, desire to protect and, and really respect and love humanity. What if they hated it? Like, what if, if mm-hmm. they despised them and, and thought of them as like animals and, and that they're these godlike beings, um, <laughs> which, which is like, really, when you think about it is like that, that hasn't come up more often when we're getting realistic depictions of, Wonder Woman, who's a freaking god, um, Superman, all these like incredible characters. Like, how are they not freaking bored with human beings? Like, really, I have to come save you off of a building again? <laughs> like, can can you try not to get captured like this week? Like, 
it, we've we've gone two days of you not getting captured gotham or or metropolis like <laughs> can, can you handle it for like a week before i have to come rescue you like so it's it's right. funny it, it's like it's really funny in one way and then it's like completely like terrifying and scary like to think that your dad would have that kind of power and your whole world is blown like everything that you believed in you mm-hmm. wanted to be like your dad you wanted to be a good person a, a superhero like your dad and he's like a villain he he like because right. they, they found out that he basically he killed all his superhero friends because mm-hmm. they were in his way and like i can't i mean can you imagine like someone that you've worshipped your father that you love and he's a villain like that's crazy right. and, and that's what's so brilliant about the whole plot of you know leading up to this point of of um invincible becoming his own man and becoming his own superhero is that he's like no i am half human and i love my mom and i love humans and i'm gonna protect this planet like sorry right. like i don't care like you're gonna have to kill me yeah, he tried yeah, yeah definitely and i think um to that effect that even after he gets he's recovered from his ass whooping i guess yeah. for lack of better terms he tells his quote-unquote handlers that he needs some time you know he doesn't know if he wants to be in that role anymore that superhero role yet when he's called he doesn't hesitate he jumps back into action yeah and it just shows that he's he knows what's right and he knows what he has to do even if he doesn't really want to he knows what has to get done which is another aspect that's interesting leading into you know, the obvious next season, because it was so popular and so amazing that they're going to be, you know, bringing season two, which I can't wait, is that he's out to all his friends, you know, his his love interest yeah. knows that he's invincible, his best friend knows he's mm-hmm. invincible. Obviously, his other friends who are superheroes as well know it. But his now his peer group are aware of what he is. And so are we going to see you know, the so-called villains coming after his love interest? Are we going to see it coming after his best friend? You know, how are they going to react to, you know, maybe being a pawn um, or always being second fiddle to the world or to whatever mm-hmm. need is mm-hmm. needing to, to mm-hmm. be met by Invincible? Um, so that's something else that's going to be interesting, seeing how that dynamic plays out in season two uh, and how, you know, love interest, the dynamic with his mom, his mom is obviously clearly destroyed by finding out her husband's a dick and is a villain, <laughs> <laughs> and which is, you know, which looms over everyone is like, when's Omni-Man coming back? Like, it, right, right. Yeah, he didn't kill his son, but he came damn near close to it. And is he just off resting? Is he going to, you know, reinvigorate his hatred for humanity and come back and destroy well, them all? I was thinking something different, actually. Because of Mark's um, words to him at the end there, and he flew away, did he have a change of heart? Is he going to virtue right now to kind of, you know, talk them out of it in a way, so to speak? I don't no. know. I mean, I'm sure it plays out in the comics, and that's a question I had for um, the creator of the show, how different, if at all, are they going to make it? Are they going to stay true to the comic book? Yeah. Is what I'm wondering. I I haven't gone back to visit, well, not to visit, but just to like, to read it. Cause I, I was, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan. Uh, I wasn't really aware of the comic. Let me put it that way. And so I, I didn't read it and I didn't want to be like one of those 
people that's now rushing out and collecting every issue because I, I <laughs> enjoy the series so much that I want it to be fresh for me because it's very mm-hmm. it's not very often that I go into a superhero movie or show not knowing you know what's going to happen loosely like even if they have some surprises like I, I know enough to like not be super surprised whereas this like it was a full-on roller coaster like I didn't know what was going to happen I didn't know the characters right and so right. it was a lot of fun. So I want to keep that, you know, fun for myself by not like going in and finding out oh, like, what happens yeah. in the comic. Um, but I, I don't know. Like it's it's a good point. Like, is Omni Man going to go out and you know ponder his family? Is he going to miss his wife? Is he going to regret you know killing his friends? Mm-hmm. Um, he did fight um, his former friend. The, the what is it? The Eternal is that his name? The Immortal. The Immortal. Right. So he snapped him in half again. <laughs> yeah, he destroyed him again, which was a badass fight scene. Like that was it such was. a good scene. Like him, him, like so. The I already forgot the immortal coming Most back to life, and then like immediately being like, "Where's Omni Man?" Like I got. Right, he remembered. Him. Like he knew everything that was going on and went right after him. Yeah, yeah, went directly to him. Like was pretty close like was was having a good fight there for a second but then omni-man being omni-man like i think at one point like literally like puts his fist through his body and then Mm -hmm. um the immortal like (laughs) getting his thumbs and like pushing them into omni-man's eyes and like blood start like such a cool freaking fight scene like that it was so badass and and then omni-man just being like oh i'm done and splits him in half like <laughs> that it was so cool <laughs> yeah like and, and then, which is like can they bring back their immortal like do they just have to sew him back together and like because i think that's what killed him right is that he right. his head it's... was pulled off so do they have to just sew him back together and like and then with the whole cloning thing which another like cool like part of the plot was that robot is not a robot he's actually a real right. man Mm-hmm. And he has the intelligence and the ability to clone people. So can he bring back the people from the dead with their DNA? Like, can he bring back, what is it? War woman and, you know, the flash or whatever their, their, you know, their names are in the series. Mm-hmm. Rapid dash or something. <laughs> yeah. Red rush, red rush. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so like that is another plot point that like, maybe they'll be able to come back. Like that was something that was really cool. Like that, surprised me that robot was i thought he was he was going to be a villain i didn't i never even thought that he was like some weird creature that well i don't know if he is a hero or a villain he's kind of like he just plays what's best for him i think i mean what and he was enamored by um monster girl yeah i think her name is yeah and so he kind of felt um had feelings for her and that's why he took and he and Monster Girl, he saw that Monster Girl had a thing for, um, oh, what's his name? Jason Manstoka's character. Yeah, what is his, his name? name. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't like him. So, uh, well, what is his well, name? I was going to ask you about that. What did you think of, of the Guardians of the Globe at the end and how his character was started wiping off the blood in their lair? I mean, it's kind of had that, I think, at the end, that um, moment that you were talking about. Yeah, Rexful, where he's yes. he's not an asshole, Rexful. like he's like right. a normal human being. I I mean, I kind of got the feeling that he was gonna 
be a, you know take it down a notch so another another question that i got distracted as so is jason also voicing robot since he's a clone of rexplode but young i didn't notice if that's this like if it's the same voice did you hmm. notice that because he's he's him as a young guy so is he right. gonna do the voice or is that still the that's actor a good question i or is it still plays, zachary kinto yeah uh, it, and so I'm curious if he, if he Jason is Rexplode slash robot as young Rexplode, right? Because I, I mean their voices. I mean it was a normal voice, so it's hard to tell if it's Jason because it wasn't like that annoying voice. So is it him playing right. him like a younger? <laughs> so anyway, so so it was kind of like it was cool to kind of see him as like a normal human being, like not at level twelve out of ten, like. Uh, uh-huh. It, it what like seeing monster girl like almost die like that was another crazy scene that we didn't talk about like the whole teen team like getting their asses handed to themselves by like the big like warrior kitten alien yes. guy that that like nearly basically destroyed all of them um that was real that was intense like i would like such a like the level of fight and gore and realism to it is like it brings all the it just takes it to another level because when you know that like your hero can die or can be on the brink like we see it in other films but it's like in such a pg-13 or like g-rated version Mm -hmm. it but then it like seeing it like this it like brings the stakes so much higher to see them like get their heart ripped out or like their face is getting (laughs) it it, it just like then you're like oh my god like they really could die even though the name of the character is invincible you know he's not going to die but um, it, it was just a, it's so many cool scenes, like in cool um, fight scenes. I think beyond the fight scenes like and something I remembered something was um, when Debbie Invincible's mom and goes to talk with talk with Art Rosenbaum and how they are, I guess, in a way, commiserating over Omni-Man because they were both friends. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was like his best friend, I guess, is how he described it and how they both missed him. Even after all that he's done, they both missed him. So that showed like the humanity side that, yeah, you can almost kill us all and want to destroy us, but we can still miss you because we know you as a person beyond what you're capable of. Yeah. I I also like, I mean, I don't know if this is going to pan, pan out, but it, it struck me that like, are we going to see some like Art Rosenbaum mom love? Like, are they going to get together? <laughs> Like I kind of felt like there was a little felt that way. Yeah, it did feel that way. I I was like, how cool would it be if Omni (laughs) comes back and 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 like he opens up his door and his tailor is in his bed? Like it would be kind of cool. Friend there, yeah, that would be that'd be interesting. (laughs) That's that's true. I think. And speaking to what happens next, the how Alan the alien made a return in this episode. Yeah, and he was rushing back to warn invincible about the virtuamite on earth and of course he's like oh i know it's my dad yeah and and um then the whole montage that they showed of what what are you going to do while you're if while you're waiting for him to return and they showed all the other villains Mm -hmm. i guess foreshadowing the video villains that are going to come up in season two and three yeah and um the song they picked for that the hate to say i told you so by the hives i think was like the perfect song choice for that moment and i i really enjoyed that portion of it and it's making me look forward to another battle between, especially when Mark matures into his powers mm-hmm. and he gets stronger and he gets to fight with um, hopefully a rematch with uh, what was it battle battle beast. Mm-hmm. 
and who just destroyed Invincible. Invincible yeah. didn't even stand it. Neither, none of the team team or Guardians of the Globe stood a chance against Battle Beast. Yeah. But hopefully when Invincible matures into his powers, we get to see a, a quality rematch there. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that like I thought was really cool that you don't think is a cool power, but um, who's the girl that can shrink? Is it? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So like you went at shrinking violet, I think, or violet. Shrinking ray. Shrinking, shrinking ray. ray. Okay. Yeah. So you don't think that that's a cool power, but if you think about it, if you can shrink and then like go inside some, I mean, this is gross, but like go in someone's <laughs> body by whatever, whatever orifice of your choice <laughs> and then, and, and then expand into your full size or larger because she can get larger, I think. Mm-hmm. And then just explode like, <laughs> That's a cool freaking power. Like, I mean, yeah, you can hide and you're like little, like an ant or whatever. You can become giant, but like, that's a cool, cool fighting tactic of like, I'm going to become like an atomic size, like little bullet and then like go into your body and then enlarge and you're going to explode. Like, how does that like, how do you fight that? <laughs> right? Like, oh, did I just swallow? You can't. <laughs> did, I, did I just swallow a fly? No, I swallowed shrinking Ray or whatever the hell her name is. Yeah. So I thought that that would be like cool to see like her do that. Uh, there was something else that I wanted to talk to you about too. And I, uh, it was the character of, I think it's the guy that kind of double crossed him. And now he's like uh, the like big boss or whatever, or crime Lord. Um, I think that was a Titan it, Titan. Yeah. Uh, With Marsha Hala Ali. Yeah, yeah. How could I forget that? So, yeah. So that was a really cool t- thing too, because you kind of see it from a perspective of like, what would you do for your family? Like, would you be a villain for, to protect true. your family? Like, mm-hmm. and you see how like they're getting screwed, like they're, and then the little girl comes in and she's like, Oh, do we live in like this big, you know, building? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like this is ours now. And, and, and because that's like kind of the theme of our, our, of our podcast, this, or this episode is like family and like, okay, the one uh, father and the Mitchells, you know, protecting his daughter by not encouraging her to go to film school. Or, you know, we talk about the MCU and them being family and, and Omni-Man being family. But then here's another father figure that you have that's a complicated person. Like, it's not just black and white. It's, yeah, he is a villain because he betrayed Invincible and maybe he's doing things that are not ethical. But is he motivated by his daughter? Like, is it his right? Wasn't his daughter daughter? sick or something? Yeah, I think I I think it alluded to like either just like poverty stricken slash sick or, you know, something Mm -hmm. to that effect. Um, And so, I mean, that's a good point. Like, what are you willing to do for your family? And Mm -hmm. I mean, are you willing to become the the kingpin? Like, is it like either that guy's going to do it or me? So maybe we're going to see some nuance to that character of like, maybe he'll come back around full circle to being a good person. Like, will his daughter be able to convince him to not be a villain or like, will his daughter be able to kind of reach him kind of with invincible and Omni-Man? Like, will the child be able to convince the parent, like the path you chose isn't the right path. So I think that might be right. It's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if with their family dynamic with the daughter, I think she might be more impressionable that maybe that's the only way she knows. So it's okay. Yeah. As opposed to where invincible he's been taught by his mom and he has a little more um, understanding of the way the world works, especially starting off as a low level crime fighting invincible yeah. to what he is now. So that's interesting. Yeah. I look forward to seeing that. Hopefully they do get, into that a little more yeah for sure 
So I, I, I am stoked that it came out. I love Invincible. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm probably going to go back and rewatch it again just mm-hmm. to, to kind of like revisit it. Or, I <laughs> yeah. mean, there were so many things. There's a lot, actually, when you think there about is. it, there's a like lot a lot of yeah. characters. There's, a, uh, you know, a, a lot that they packed into each episode, which I appreciate. But at the same time, like, it's the kind of series that I think that you go back and revisit each episode and, and see what you can get out of it again. And, and it's just enjoyable to watch. It's fun. Especially now that they um they're all released, and you can watch them in sequence. You don't have to wait a week, so you can can catch them all in one sitting if you want. Yeah. So, was there anything else that you watched that you want to talk about, or that you would recommend? Well, um, another finale that we had was, and I was sad about, was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That series has run its course um, on Disney Plus in the MCU, and if. Hopefully you guys have all watched it, but if you haven't, I recommend it just for the the dynamic between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the humanistic side of them mm-hmm. and also getting back to family. And so in the season finale, um, the Falcon, Sam Wilson, finally becomes Captain America. Nice. And that was epic. The The way they depicted him donning the suit the first time and coming out swinging and throwing the shield. It was just very cinematic. So it was one of those parts because, you know, in both WandaVision and the Falcon, they, they were geared towards the small screens Mm because they're a series. So they were, didn't have, I think that epic cinematics shot. Yeah. But when Sam Wilson put on that, the new outfit and the wings came out and you see him flying through a helicopter this time and, and into a building and just with the captain America, it was just, wow, that was the cinematic shot. I think I shared it on our Twitter, just one of the pictures. Yeah. And it was, that to me was awesome. But the ending is what I want to touch on more about that was the end scene with uh, Bucky in I guess it's in, I think it's in Louisiana Um, and just hanging out with Sam's family and just seeing him be able to smile and relax for a little bit until of course the next villain comes Mm -hmm. around. But um, (laughs) within the Falcon, they, the main, um, I guess you'll call it global threat or, villain so to speak is the flag smashers now i only bring this up the flag smashers because you were talking about global citizen Mm -hmm. and it kind of reminded me of flag smashers because flag smashers themselves are a they're looking to unite the world like one people one world so Uh no no borders no everyone just all you know we're in it together so to speak mm-hmm. which is what um global citizen is trying to do if, but not in that to that um terrorist degree so i think that's a good segue we don't have to get much into captain or captain america and winter soldier or is it captain america and the white wolf now <laughs> but so before I we think- do that i i do see that there's some parallels and we're going to go into a little bit more into global citizen but i i I have a couple questions for you. So, okay. So one, so Bucky is is accepted. So he gets invited to the family barbecue, right? Is that what happened? Right. Okay. Uh, one more part of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that really was touching, and it was a real throwback to um, 
Captain America, the movie Winter Soldier, at the end, one of the end scenes when um, Sam Wilson and James Barnes are walking away. <laughs> um, so we see them walking away from the camera. And if you can imagine, um, Captain America's on the left uh-huh. and James Bucky Barnes is on the right. So it's just a nod to, hey, on your left, which is one of the um, throwback in Captain America Winter Soldier that he always told Sam, hey, on your left, yeah. on your left, every time he passed him. So I thought that was a really clever um, staging of mm-hmm. that walking away scene. So I appreciated that. Uh, the other thing, because I have to be honest, I haven't watched it yet. So I'm a bad nerd. I haven't been able to fully watch the whole series, <laughs> but I, nerd, I need to. Bad nerd. There, there was rumors that there was going to be a new Falcon and it was the Mexican-American actor that was, I believe was introduced all the way from the very beginning, the first episode. Mm-hmm. So does Torres, that ever right? happen? Yeah. It, well, what happens is they never introduce him as the Falcon, uh-huh. but um sam wilson's old um set of wings get destroyed torres comes in what happened to these and then um we see sam wilson walk away say go ahead and keep them mm. so torres gets to keep the wings so i guess they are alluding to the fact that he is a kind of a tech nerd so he likes to fiddle with mechanics and stuff so i'm assuming that he's going to repair them and boom he's a new falcon. falcon yeah sweet because uh, like i said earlier all about diversity and superheroes like it's so cool to see a black captain america i want to see a mexican-american falcon we're gonna see salma hayek as an eternal so super excited about that uh but getting into diversity and very global right yeah exactly very global (laughs) good transitions we're always the best transitions here pop cult x so um talking about global citizen um and this organization um that held the concert that I went to and talked about earlier today, um, talking about this movement in changing the world and, and, you know, are you ready to be a global citizen kind of thinking outside of just your, your nation or your borders. So there's a need for equality and equity when it comes to, um, you know, dealing with poverty, um, dealing with access to COVID vaccinations. And that's something that they're really planning on taking action on is defeating poverty and demanding equity when it comes to access to the vaccine. And um, there's a quote here on their their page, globalcitizen.org, that says over 700 million people in the world currently live in extreme poverty. Um, with, with collective action, we can change this. So I think that that's um, a really lofty goal of theirs. Um, one thing that that I would love to see happen. Um, so I think that they're a great organization that you can take action with by visiting their website. Once again, globalcitizen.org and um, sign up for email updates. Um, one of the easiest and best things that you can do to help support their cause is promote getting vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram. I know that a lot of people have joked like, oh, you can get vaccinated and not post it on Instagram because people are, you know, quote, getting tired of seeing those posts. But I think it's a great thing to to actually promote. I'd much rather see someone get their vaccine than to see another picture of someone's dinner or someone holding <laughs> up a, a, a glass of wine or, you know, something really shallow and, and you know, think that, you know, we will need to like it. So let's let's promote something that is uh, worthwhile and is um, definitely needing our attention. And that's getting everyone vaccinated. I mean, very easy for you to do. Pick up your phone share 
your vaccination story, share your, your reason why you got vaccinated. That's one campaign that they're actually working on is sharing a hashtag of why you got vaccinated and why it was important for you to take action. Um, so definitely check out their website. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can support them. They do have a store. Um, so if you're able to make a financial donation, um, you definitely can by um, purchasing you know things like a t-shirt, a sweater, um, all kinds of different swag that they have. Um, definitely highly recommend it. I think it's a great cause. Um, I, I am definitely all for being a global citizen and, and thinking outside of your borders. Um, I love to travel and have been fortunate enough to see, you know, very, um, you know, people that live in extreme poverty all the way up to people that live in extreme wealth. And um, there definitely is a huge disparity that we have to address in this world, not only in America, mm-hmm. uh, and we have definitely. to take action. So uh, that is our focus on this episode as far as our nonprofit is globalcitizen.org. Um, please feel free to um, take a look at their website, check out their concert. Um, it was a lot of fun um, participating in um, as a, a participant, as as you know, a, a, a attendee of the concert. Um, so check it out. A lot of good things going on outside, um, and highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. So it's, the key thing is to get vaccinated. Um, a lot of people are sharing why they got vaccinated, and it doesn't have to be just for yourself. It could be so your family can stay safe. It's maybe you're in a high pressure job that puts you in danger or at risk. And so you get vaccinated, not for yourself, but for your family. Mm-hmm. So I, I got the shots, team Pfizer all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it for my family. And I think everyone needs to do that. And it's one of the only ways we're going to end this and get back to some semblance of the life we knew before mm-hmm. is for everyone to get on board and, Global Citizen is a great organization that is helping to get that distributed to those who are, I guess, less privileged. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and and talking about, you know, social media being used for good with sharing your story as to why you got vaccinated. um, Prince Harry, who who was there in attendance and and spoke, talked about this epidemic of of social news, quote news, or um, social media being an epidemic because so much false news and information is being spread that isn't being questioned by people. And so you see young people that are, you know, on TikTok and, and um, on so Instagram and, and see a story saying like X, Y, and Z is going to happen or, you know, question this mm-hmm. and 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 they don't question it. They don't they don't go to their doctor. They don't have a conversation. And it's fine to have questions and it's fine to not, you know, accept one person's opinion immediately. And it's it's really healthy to actually have have questions. Um, but investigate and and go speak to experts in that area. Don't take a uh, you know, a YouTuber or um, uh, a lifestyle expert's opinion who mm-hmm. hasn't studied medicine, who is not an expert in uh, epidemiology. Um, one of the clips that I saw was a clip of Elvis Presley getting vaccinated. And and it's like, this isn't a new topic for Americans. This, this whole idea of vaccines and wanting to get vaccinated or not getting vaccinated in this fear of the exactly. unknown. It's a trend that we see that always comes. And the best way to arm yourself is to educate yourself, ask questions, 
And then with that educated inform, you know, with that information, make a decision, but be educated in that decision. When you, when your family members ask you, you know, why do you choose not to get a vaccine? Have a good reason, like be able to speak right. to it as an educated right. individual and, and, you know, speak to it. But if you don't have a real reason, it, it's, it's lazy. It's, um, you know, and it's, it's really, it's, it's sad because, you know, you're taking the word of someone that, that is really ignorant and, um, it's, it's unfortunate. And you're right. Educate yourself, but educate yourself with people who are experts in their field. So go talk to the people who've studied this, who've made their lives and their careers out of learning this information. And that way you can ask the right people. Yeah. So, so my word of advice is if, if you're wanting to find out about whether or not to get a COVID vaccination, don't go to Joe Rogan. If you want to find out who's <laughs> going to win a UFC fight, go to Joe Rogan. Like he, he is right. funny. Like I like listening to his podcast as well. I want to hear him interview Miley Cyrus. I don't want to take medical advice from him. Uh, and so that's not a dig on Joe Rogan or any of his fans. I'm a fan of his, but there's a place and a time for everything. And the place to, to get your medical advice is not YouTube, not a podcast. It's in a doctor's office. Um, and exactly. it's from your, your trusted medical advisor. So please right. go to the doctor. Please talk to your medical advisor. Talk to them about risks that may involve for, for you as an individual and then make an educated decision. Definitely. Um, I think it's, yeah, you, we can, we can see things, but let's, let's talk to the experts about them. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's trust those that we've put our, we trust the doctors for other things. Why wouldn't we trust them for this? Yeah. And and I don't want to call people out, but if I have to, eventually I will start calling people out that, that put <laughs> other things in their body without question or, you know, right. without thinking about the repercussions, you know, um, I can definitely um, share some videos from, you know, uh, a lot of raves or a lot of <laughs> right. concerts that I've been to where friends have been doing questionable activities, which I'm not putting down. But if you're going to be in situations like that and <laughs> ingesting things or putting things into your body that are not good for your health, don't be a hypocrite. And then now because it's, you know, you think that it's cool to, you know, be anti-vax or um, to be contrarian to, you know, pop culture or, you know, the the, the mainstream. Um, it's I think really that's not. it, actually, is the contrarian viewpoint is people just don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. Even if it's best thing for their family, it's the best thing for themselves. It's the whole I'm free. I do what I want. Yeah. Which is it's. It's a very narrow viewpoint, and I wish people would open up their eyes and be more of a global citizen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at, I I definitely am glad that I was able to go to that concert and have like a really fun moment in public listening to music because I, I, literally I'm at the point where I'm like, give me the damn vaccines. I will go into public places <laughs> and start stabbing people with the vaccine and like – jabbing them in a stabbing motion like let me vaccinate you stop fighting i'm helping you <laughs> so yeah i definitely let that out thank you to the foo fighters and dave Grohl for allowing me to get my stress out and having some fun because you definitely have saved me from getting arrested and 
So for, you prevented uh, Gabe from getting a dark <laughs> tranquilizer gun, filling it with vaccine, and going on a random you vaccination You saved me from spree. having an Omni-Man moment in Chicago, <laughs> but with needles, a vaccine, yeah. So, so uh, thank you, Foo Fighters. <laughs> thank you. So on that note, I think, um, you know, everyone take care. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Pop Cult X. Um, definitely look us up on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on our blog, and on our website. Um, Danny uh, will be uploading some um, links for you to check out regarding Global Citizen and the uh, concert that I attended. Um, it's a really good concert. It's fun. If you want to just have like watch a couple live performances that will, you know, hopefully um, raise your spirits, check it out. And we appreciate your support. Appreciate your feedback. Um, you can reach us on our website, um, social media, reach out to us, uh, extend a branch and we'll be, we'll look forward to hearing from you guys. Absolutely. So um, until next time, take care and be safe and get vaccinated. Pop cool text.